I don't give a damn. You're fired. Were you, right. you weren't military. No, I was not. Okay. That was a very <laughs> no, that was a great compliment. I appreciate that. Well, just I mean, the phrase of, even if the Air Force <laughs> is like, that sounds like my dad. Well, I think it's because, so Amanda made fun of them a lot. Because when Amanda and I first started dating, she was in ROTC, oh, the Army. Oh, right. that. And she went to high school on a military base mm. in Korea because her uh, adopted father was Army. Oh, even though she did try really hard to get into the Air Force Academy, mm. uh, she applied, didn't get in, and was working on her reapplication when I met her, and then I convinced her. Because, I mean, we were getting pretty serious, too, and I did not want to be a mili- military dependent. That did mm. not... Yeah. Being a dude, it was like... <laughs> well, just having to do all that life, it's so taxing. Yeah, well, we don't have, like, freedom to choose where we live. Yeah. Like, there's just so much, like, that's taken away from you. Like, there's great benefits but you're also to being in the military. Freedom. But, yeah, the reason there's they, the benefits are so great is because they have to convince you that yeah. you're going to live where they say you're going to live for how long. And, yeah. yeah, you sell your soul to them. You can't just quit the job. No. Uh, that was one thing. You can surrender. Colin was, uh, I did an episode with Colin, and he said when he was in the Air Force, one dude, like, after, like, two weeks in, like, realized he made a mistake and was like, I want to quit. Like, that's not how this works, you idiot. This is military. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. And so then the dude, like, tried to pretend to be insane, but instead he just, like, got put on suicide watch, even though he wasn't suicidal. Yeah. Because you get blacklisted. Every, yeah. So many jobs that I've had to apply for where it's like, were you military that was dishonorably discharged and stuff? I'm like, that's so wild that you get asked that. Yeah. For okay, I'm going anyway, to the mic okay. closer. Because um, I don't know if it was picking up much of what you were saying. Yeah, I can sit closer as okay. well. Well, dude, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have you listened to any of the episodes I've posted before? I've listened to the clips and stuff that okay. we post on Instagram. Yeah. Most of the wild stuff so far came from Quinn. That's most of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm still working on clips from uh, Colin's episode, Ryan's episode, and um, posting Martin's episode today. Cool. I but, bet Martin's is probably pretty good. Yeah, Martin's a crazy dude. He's just an open book. Have you yeah. sat and talked with him? Yeah. Like, he'll just tell you everything about Fun. his life. Like, there's no like boundaries. Yeah. Like everything is just wide open, and it's. Crazy. Like, the stuff he's saying, he's like, I wouldn't... If that was me, I wouldn't share that with anyone. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. I like that. I respect it. (laughs) Like, he told his stories, like, how his dad, like, made him watch porn as a kid. What? Yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh. His dad's porn? Or someone else's? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) That would be crazy. Should have found out the specifics. That would be like, uh... Have you heard, like, the Kardashian thing going on right now? No. Apparently, like, originally, when they, like, put out their sex tapes, like... Kim Kardashian's mom was in the room during all of those shootings, um, and they made like four of them to decide geez. which one was the best one that they were gonna leak. Jesus. Yeah, it's hot. It, it was it's never really hot. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Really, no, just <laughs> I'd watch the video of her watching the video. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! So the whole point of this podcast, we talk about people's like job history, and then let's okay. get let's get you fired. 
Cool. Uh, you don't need a job. No, um, who needs a job? Who needs it? I have two kids. There you go. <laughs> Plenty of food right there. Yeah. That was a cannibal <laughs> joke. <laughs> I like it. Um, all right. So first off, have you ever been fired from a job before? Yeah. I was yeah. fired from my previous job. Really? Yes. How, how did that go down? I, Let's hear the story. This, so how, this, how many? Wait, first off, how many times have you been fired? Only the one time. Okay, that was your first time? First time, and this is really bad for your podcast, but I'm in a non-disclosure oh. agreement, so I can't talk too much about it. I can give the reason that they gave, Okay. which is um, the reason that... Well, I can give you the timeline... Uh-huh. And I can let you fill in the gaps. Okay, I let's can do, do that. This. Let's do and this. I, and I'll, that's a that's a better way. And I won't say. I'll, and then I will give you the reason that I was given. Okay. And if you disagree with it, that's your choice. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I don't disagree with it. I agree with them wholeheartedly. <laughs> but you might disagree with it. But I don't. So it goes like this. I worked at this place where um, I, when I first started working there, they sent out a survey, and it was like what would you change about this place at all? Mm-hmm. And I said, um, I would ge- I would improve the paternity leave because at the time you only got like five days off if your wife oh, gave birth. Yeah, five days off and then you're back. And like women can't even walk at that point. So it's like you expect her to stay home with a baby. Anyway, so I had suggested that. CEO reached out to me and he said, oh, that's not the case actually. Anybody can have the full patern- or full parental leave, which is two months, uh-huh. which is amazing. It's just divided by primary caregiver, secondary caregiver, whatever. It's whoever takes care of the kids the most. I do most of the child care in my house. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, that's perfect. Then that would qualify for me. I could take two months. That's great to hear. And he was like, yep. Anyway, fast forward. Lindsay gave birth. I put in my um, request for the full leave. Uh-huh. And my manager supported it. Everything was chill. A week before I was supposed to leave, they suddenly changed the policy so that it would be maternity or paternity leave so that I would only get five days. When I asked them why they changed the policy, they said, well, it's because of you. Was this a smaller company? Yeah, it was kind of small. Yeah. I was like, stuff doesn't happen like that. Like, there's pros and cons working for big companies. Yeah, it's true. At least it's like there's more solid, uh, solid... Sort of decision-making that's a bit more permanent sometimes, and sometimes that's irritating. But anyway, I had a big meeting with them. I showed them, well, at first they were like, they posed the question, so why is it that you think you deserve maternity leave? And I was like, well, last week it wasn't called maternity leave. So it was really weird, that conversation, that they were trying to like put it back on me. Anyway, I had documented conversations with a CEO that said I should get it. So I Uh showed him that. I was like, according to your previous statement... You said I would be getting this, but now you're telling me that I never should have gotten it. So what gives? They felt bad. They gave me the full leave. The day I got back, they fired me. So the day I got back from childcare leave, they fired me. I don't think me. you like are leaving any room to fill in the gaps here. I and, think. Well, hold on. And the reason they said was because um, there was, while I was gone, they decided they would do a reorganization and they had gotten rid of my, my role. Uh-huh. And so they said that they had a whole reorganization, so they were letting me go. They wrote me a really good letter of recommendation as well. My role stayed empty for a while, and then they filled it a couple months later. So I was fired because there was no longer space for me at the company. You know? And if you disagree with that, just know that I don't disagree with that. I believe them. I think 
you were a shit employee. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> piece of shit taking well, two months off. I will say, Jeez. according to the to the letter of recommendation they wrote, I was a great employee, which is the other thing. Which, if any employers are listening to this, you should not write a letter of recommendation for someone you fire. You should just be like, nope, sorry, see you later. Dude. Because <laughs> it made it so much easier for me. I'm like, okay, so you didn't fire me because I was bad. And you didn't fire me for other reasons. Interesting. Dude, that's a bummer. Anyway, that's the only reason I've ever been fired. That's the only one. That's the only one. So you never had like any like crazy stories where you were like actually being a bad employee. I quit right before I thought I was going to get fired one time. That's probably the other thing. <laughs> Um, that one was pretty clear. I was working at a, I was working in Marriott as a breakfast server uh-huh. and I was 18 years old. So I'd have to wake up at four 30 in the morning and go oh, serve geez. breakfast. And the breakfast wasn't comped to rooms. Mm-hmm. So it was basically waking up, serving breakfast at 5 AM to people who would just fight with me all the time. Cause they'd be like, doesn't this come with my room? And I'd have to be like, no, it doesn't. And then they'd out of spite order like eggs and tip me off of an order of eggs, which is probably 20 cents at best. Oh, jeez. And so I did not care about that job. And I used to set up as quick as possible and then go sleep in the back until, like, serving time started. Mm-hmm. And I got caught one time, and one of the front desk people, like, chewed me out because of it. But also my family was moving away at that time, and I had planned on staying in the town. And I was like, I don't, I don't care enough about this job to get yelled at for it. So that day I just quit. But... They liked me. You just left like right then, not even like I just two weeks. Yeah, just not even two out. weeks. I told them I was like, "Hey, I told you guys that my family's leaving, and obviously there's issues here." And the manager who was over the person who yelled at me, mm-hmm. she was like, "Finding someone to wake up at four thirty a.m. and fight with people is so incredibly hard. I don't care that you fell asleep. You got your job done. I really don't care. We'd love to have you back if you're ever willing to." But she was like, "But I also get it. If people are yelling at you at five a.m. and your coworkers yeah, dude, yell at you for that. no reason at five a.m." She was like, "I get it." So she was cool about it, but I uh, I don't know that everyone would have been cool about it. So I just got out of there. I was like I don't I don't need this. So yeah, that's probably the closest I got to being fired for good reason. I should have been fired from Coldstone Creamery. Oh, you worked at Coldstone. That was my first job ever, and I stole so much from that job, <laughs> just like constantly, just constantly. Everyone who worked there did because our manager, even our manager, stole stuff. She just wouldn't show up for work, and but she would clock in anyway. And I remember one time the owners called and they were like, hey, Adam, can we talk to Serena? I'm like, she's not here. And they were like, okay, we didn't think she was. So interesting. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And I didn't know what was going on. Hung up the phone, get a call immediately later. And she was like, Adam, why'd you tell them I'm not there? I was like, because you're not not here. (laughs) She was like, oh, yeah, but all right, never mind. Anyway, so she was stealing company time. I had never had a job before. And so I think a lot of teenagers are this way. When you're working somewhere, you're like, this place is mine now. Like, I just have ownership over it. So I used to, it was right next to the theater. So before we'd go into a movie, I would steal candy from the back. And I didn't feel like it was stealing. I thought it was just like, oh yeah, I also own these things. So I can take whatever I want, right? (laughs) So we would like load up on candy and go see a movie. It got bad enough that I started taking... um, well, I was a theater kid in high school, and we'd have these, like, after-show parties. Uh-huh. And I would go to Coldstone, and I would take an entire vat of ice cream, which is worth something like $1,000. Like, it sells for a ton, because each scoop of ice cream there was, like, six bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, it's crazy. It's Expensive. crazy. 
So I can't remember. I think they were eight hundred bucks a Dude, pop. Dude, you're just or breaking like down big ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was my first blow to capitalism, and, and so, but I would steal vats of it and literally walk out, and no one would stop me. They'd be like, "Adam, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I have a party." And they're like, "Oh, okay." As if that explained it enough. Uh, so should have been fired from that job because I stole all the time. Dude, Coldstone, chill as hell. Yeah, uh, dude, did you ever um, watch the show on HBO Crashing? No, I've only seen like one episode on a plane, but it started in the first like three minutes. People were, uh, people be fucking in the thir- first three minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, and I was on a plane with... and I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> so. Yeah, it starts like him and his wife. They have a rocky relationship and then he yeah. walks in on his wife cheating on him. Mm. Um, but that isn't, yeah, that isn't, it's not like a... It's comedy. not like a sexy. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. I think only that first episode because it, it explains the collapse of his marriage. Uh, I think I watched actually the first episode of the second season where he okay. like has sex with a teacher or something like that. But that's HBO shows. Every first episode of any new season. Oh yeah, Dude, uh, Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, the they only it time going to be for like HBO or the something only like that, time right? they ever show anything in that show yeah. first episode. All five seasons, nothing. Well, there is that one where they go to a strip club and it's like a flashback, and all the oh, women yeah. have like pasties on. That, but that's the only other time. But yeah. that first episode is weird because they blur it out. Did they? Yeah, they like show it but blur it out on yeah. FX, which is just strange. Yeah, to see. I just I thought that was bizarre because like you think okay, this is like the theme of the show. <laughs> yeah, I but think, it's so not. I think I read that they they were like in. I don't know if they were in negotiations or they had a strong connection with like stars or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they were pretty sure, or maybe it was Showtime. They're like pretty sure they were going premium cable uh-huh. with it, and then it just didn't work out. And so they're like, "Oh, shot AMC." Yeah. Well, um, AMC is like becoming premium. Yeah. Some of the shows they put out. Yeah. Um. Well, anywho. Uh, anywho. Crashing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he gets. Uh, so the plot is. He comes home one day and his wife is uh, banging another teacher. She's a teacher. Oh, okay. And uh, he didn't have a job. He was a full-time open micer. Okay. And he told her, it's like you were working to put me through medical school because I'm going to make it as a comedian. Yeah. Fun. And that was like his (laughs) excuse. Bold statement. (laughs) It's bold. (laughs) (laughs) And like... In the show, it shows Pete Holmes at open mics, and he's just bombing at every oh, okay. open mic. Like, he's not even good. Yeah. I feel like my wife feels that way with me when she goes to some of my shows, and she's like, so you want to do this professionally? And then there's, like, one family in the audience who brought their four kids, so it's just, like, them sitting there, and she's like, maybe find a different Oh, damn it. I, uh, I also... This is advice and feedback I've been given. I haven't, like, introduced the guest when I start the episode. Oh, okay. So, Adam, you are a comedian. Thanks. <laughs> let's start. Yeah, we're 15 minutes in, but yeah. let's... For perfect. You're a comedian. Uh, you've been doing comedy all in Utah, or...? Um, I did a little bit in Oregon as well, um, and in Arizona. Okay. Yeah, when I was living there, a little bit. And But, like, do, when were you going to, like, clubs there? Like, yeah, in Arizona okay. there was a club. In Oregon, it was weird. I started out there in high school, and it wasn't really clubs. They, uh... Yeah, it's hard to, well, I, I count it. It was part of speech and debate. Okay, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, so it was just a thing there where they had a stand-up comedy comp, like section that you could compete in. Dude, so. I wish, maybe we did have that 
Because I did speech and debate. Yeah. And I don't know if we had that event. It was honestly great. It helped me so much. I did the event called Editorial Commentary, where you would, like, read a headline as if you were a news anchor. <laughs> but, like, you wrote the whole story. Oh, really? And so... I try to write them as funny as possible. Oh, that's fun. And I'd get the judges, like, laughing. Even yeah. Though, like, I was reporting it like this was some serious news. Yeah. But I'm getting, like, the judges laughing the oh, whole that's time. Great. So that was, like, my way of kind of doing that. But... I had that with speech and debate sometimes. I remember I got feedback one time from someone who they said, in terms of organization and skill in terms mm-hmm. of debating, like, uh, you've got the highest scores I've ever given anyone. But as far as content and real arguments is like terrible <laughs> because it was all just sarcastic commentary the whole way through but it was fun yeah i wasn't really into uh those individual speaking events oh yeah um i like dreaded it like the only reason i did it is because our debate coach made us do it if oh. you were doing debate you had to do a speech event i did it because i was a theater kid yeah no that, that was it was theater kids or people who like to argue with people yeah um yeah, and I was both. I was the later. I was both. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like I was all in on debate, went to like yeah, I was a real state Mel Gibson and like it. we were very serious about debate. I brought a, I bought a briefcase. Whoa. Yeah. But that like, sounds like a theater kid though. <laughs> <laughs> I would try to be like funny still, like because um, like during your forty five minute round, yeah. Um sometimes like you're allotted like two minutes of prep time and you can take it yeah. during any part. And so like we would ask like ridiculous numbers like Hey, can we get 27 seconds of prep? <laughs> like, Jeez. it wasn't like, it was always like a wild number. Yeah. And I remember one time I opened my briefcase while the other team was speaking and pulled out a sandwich from Subway <laughs> and started eating it. I love it. I love it. Uh, so, so just stuff like that. Um, and I remember one time we just killed this team. Like, we wiped the floor with them. And then the judge voted for them. And what? all their reasons on why we lost was because we asked for 27 seconds of prep time. We weren't taking it serious. I ate a sandwich during the round. We can't win their vote if we're doing those sort of antics, even though we killed them in the debate. Dude, that's the hard part of any of that stuff is because so many judges use it as like a time to teach children what they think that they should learn <laughs> rather than like just letting them be a bunch of kids competing yeah. in, a, in, a, in a kid's competition. Dude. You know, because I had that stuff too. When I was it was like, fun. Yeah. The topics were fun. I remember we were arguing whether cyberbullying should be a criminal offense. And oh, fun. I always loved being not for that. Like, yeah. we, we need more cyberbullying. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, I had to debate whether or not the manufacturing and distribution part of a Krispy Kreme donut shop should be separated. And that was very fun as, yeah, as a debate. Of that just was wild. Donuts. I don't know. <laughs> it was great. Well, it was fun because it started off because you get to define it, right? And the original sentence was, should the North and South be divided? And then the other team defined it as, by North, the distribution part, and the South, the manufacturing part of a uh-huh. Krispy Kreme donut shop. So that was a good time. It was fun. So, um, let's see here. What's your favorite job that you've ever worked? My favorite job I ever had... I mean, I really like the one I have now, which is um, comedian slash copywriter type stuff but beyond that um i worked at a residential treatment center for mm-hmm. at-risk teenage boys and that was super fun because the strong majority of that job mm-hmm. is just having fun with a bunch of teenagers who have no filters dude hell life. yeah man it's so great all you can rate buffet okay well <laughs> <laughs> 
No, we would like go skateboarding or play basketball and all this stuff. And I used to always tell them, I was like, I'm getting paid to skateboard right now. I'm a professional <laughs> skateboarder. So it was great. Go to movies. It was awesome. Dude, that's like the opposite of what um, Clayton did. He was a CEO at a juvie. <laughs> Jeez. So if you yeah. ask him about it, he describes it as he got paid to beat up teenagers. Jesus. I mean, I guess the, uh, the thing that, well... To bring it up for the podcast, I guess. The thing that should have gotten me... Not necessarily should have, but could have gotten me fired from that. I used to... The other nice thing about it was um, we'd take these kids to activities. Mm-hmm. And one of the activities I'd always bring them to is I would just book shows on nights that I was working. Uh-huh. And then I'd bring them to the show that I was performing in. And then the ticket would be paid through the company that was paying me to also be working while I was getting paid for the show... And then I'd get a kit of a cut of the tickets, of course, that I had brought these Jeez. kids for to get my company to pay for. So it was great. I was getting paid like by. Did they not know you were on the show? Or? No, they knew I was on the show. They actually they didn't have a problem with it. They were like, "This is great that you would bring the kids to something you're having fun with and successful. They can connect with you and look Dude, up with you." That sounds like a blast, actually. Yeah, it worked out. They knew about it and they didn't have any problem. But I think if anyone had slowed down and been like, "Wait a sec." are you making these kids watch your comedy and then get paid off of it? I'd be like, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, you should write a bit about that. That's, uh, oh, maybe. That is really funny. Uh, one of those kids came to one of my most recent... Oh, he came to the show I did at Valor recently. Uh-huh. And he quoted back a joke to me that apparently I told at a show previously. And it was... Uh, it was... It was both racist and homophobic and i was like did i say that he was like you did and i was like could you be quieter right now and he was like i can't <laughs> the joke started the problem with black gay dudes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm not yeah anyway he he said it and i was like I, I honestly don't think i did say it but yeah i'm gonna blame the autistic kid and say no i didn't say that actually but this is wrong you, well, the world is sense. a different place than it was that we grew up in. Yeah. And so I know for a fact the jokes and things we said. Like, I, dude, I openly would just comment on my friend's profile pictures, faggot. Oh, like, geez. back in, like, 2010, 2011. And nobody saw a problem with that. I think for me, the joke that I made, um, there was another guy who would make the same joke. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't realize was that he he hadn't come out as gay yet uh-huh. to everyone. So some people knew he was gay, but I didn't know he was gay. So he made a joke about gay people, which is really a joke about him being gay. Uh-huh. And then I heard that, and I was like, I guess that's an okay joke to make. <laughs> I started making it, which is not the same thing. But uh, anyway. It's, um, yeah. That was just... Uh... It was a fruit ninja yeah, joke, if that, if that helps jokes. you out a little bit as to what the Have you is. you've watched The Office? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I love that episode, The Gate Witch Hunt, when Oscar comes out. So great. Oh my gosh. And then the imp- right? improvised scene of him, of uh, Michael Scott going in and kissing Oscar. Was that improvised? That's what I've heard, I... is that it was improvised, <laughs> and that all the reactions you see of people being like, what the fuck is genuine? Like, all of them are like, are you serious right now? I heard a lot of that show was improvised. Um, my wife listens to that other podcast that's all about it, The Office Ladies or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I will say 90% of that show is someone being like, is this scene improvised? And them going, no, it's not, every single time, <laughs> which I think is funny. Yeah, good show. That was... Uh... Yeah, it was great. From, like, my senior year of high school until, like, 
when I got back from my mission, my favorite show ever. Yeah. Um, what's the worst thing you've done while on the job? Like, besides like stealing ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Worst thing I've ever done on the job. I'm trying to like run through, run through my jobs. Oh, geez. Um, well, I don't know. Probably just, probably just masturbated. It's probably just taking that's time a, out. But I feel like you're the probably... third person in a row. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, it was maybe a little bit more questionable because the time that I'm specifically thinking of is when I was in grad school. Mm-hmm. I was a, I was, yeah, I was in grad school for psychology, and my, the professor who was supposed to oversee me mm-hmm. didn't do shit. She was just checked out, didn't do anything. So most of my time that was supposed to be spent analyzing data or running experiments, mm-hmm. I had nothing to do instead. And so I just spent all that time watching uh, the entire series of, um, what whatchamacallit, uh, Sons of Anarchy, and then masturbating in my office. That was, wow. <laughs> and that was it. I was like, so bored. I would just take masturbation breaks because I'm like, I literally don't know what to do with my life right now. Wow. It was awful. So the last episode I recorded, I had a, two comics on. One was from the UK and one was from Spokane. Oh, yeah. And uh, the one who was from Spokane, he was a former polygamist. Oh, that's funny. And uh, he left. It was an offshoot of Mormonism, uh, <laughs> like up in some compound in Montana. Crazy. And uh, he left and moved to the big city of Spokane and to do comedy. And, uh, yeah, him and I both, I never did that at work because I was always like, what? I'm going to get fired and go to hell. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I thought the same thing. And I was like, yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I don't I can't think of anything that was like I mean the stealing I literally stole. That was my next question. Thousands of dollars. Is, have you stolen company property? But you've answered that like so <laughs> much company property. You know what's worse is those owners loved me so much that when I finally quit that job, the dude literally opened his wallet and gave me like a hundred bucks and was like, "Just because you're such a good employee," and I Jeez. and I wanted so badly to be like. You have no idea what's <laughs> happening here. Uh, I probably didn't say it because I didn't think it was bad at the time. I was like, this is just how jobs are, right? You know? People who work at Google can Google search. People who work at Cold Stone Creamery should be able to eat all the ice cream they want. That's how it works. <laughs> all right, so let's get into the questions here. Uh, okay. The first one is, um, if your kid is on the internet and yeah. uh, talks to a pedophile... Right. Yeah. And then they meet up with that pedophile. Jesus. Is it the parents' fault? <laughs> is, it the, is it my fault? Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, you know, back in the early 2000s, parents didn't know, but now we know. That's so, true. what, you're going to let your kid out there? Like, that's oh, like throwing no. a kid into a pool full of sharks. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. expecting them to not get into a, into a pool full of sharks, and those sharks want to rape him. They don't <laughs> want to eat him, they want to rape him. Yeah, it probably should be more like a pool full of dolphins. Have you heard of dolphins? Oh, yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, be a bad day. You know, I feel like I only even know about it as prolifically now because of Colin Schumacher. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, he he recently started a a grinder account to try to catch pedophiles for like a project that he's working of on. Of course he is. Of yeah. course. Have you not heard about this? No, I haven't. I need oh, to talk to him. Oh, it's so funny. He So he started a grinder account to match with, and he has a fake profile pretending he's a kid. And his plan is to meet up with pedophiles, reveal he's not a kid, and 
and then do a trivia game show with them <laughs> where if they answer all the questions right, he won't call the cops. Which is maybe the funniest idea I've ever heard in my life. It is so funny. <laughs> it's it's just so it's so brilliant anyway so that's what he's doing but when he first did it i was like i, I told him i was like very funny idea but how are you gonna find a pedoph- pedophile <laughs> and he said he he made an account and he said even though it was banned in something like 15 minutes uh-huh. he received something like 20 matches and he said right outright on the account he was like that he was underage and he said he he received so many matches with tons of comments of people being like, hey, I won't judge, but how young are you? And sending pictures of their assholes and all sorts of stuff. Dude. And I would have never guessed. I would have well, assumed... In fact, I was a little offended at first. I was like, oh, because you think all gay people are no, pedophiles? No, this isn't to be like homophobic at all, but on. traditionally, it isn't... Like, in the gay community, it's not... And I'm talking... I was, like, trying to use the word because I almost said the straight male community. The dude community. The community of dudes who have sex with each other. Uh, Whatever (laughs) word we use for that. Um, No, uh, age differences usually aren't as big, like, as taboo. I think it's, like... In other groups. Yeah. Um, I I think there's been a lot more of a distinguishing factor between those groups, though. Because back in the day, have you seen those, like, government propaganda things where it's, like... This man is gay. He wants to fuck your kids. Yeah, <laughs> was like no, that 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 was a that was a thing. Yeah, um, and no, that's not true. Um, most gay people, the vast vast majority, ninety nine percent of them aren't pedophiles. No, and I blame a very kids. large amount of pedophiles Personally, are gay. I blame um, the kids for being so goddamn. No, sexy. no, and the- <laughs> <laughs> if we had less sexy children, don't you think? Well, Just and that's the thing. It's like it's not super uncommon for like a nineteen year old gay dude to hook up with like a forty year old gay dude. Yeah, I've got a good friend of mine who his husband's like twenty years younger than him. Yeah, I think I think that's like more common. So that like inherently makes it easier if you are going pedophile hunting makes it the the spot to go yeah to me it sounds like it's just like a it's another faction that just hangs out there and i think they're just trying to take advantage of someone who probably doesn't know where to go to begin with and like, yeah then come to me and who knows did, how come is spelled did you um ever see like to catch a predator yeah dude that's if you want a good time. I mean, that's what that's I, I will, Colin's favorite show. That's why he's doing really. I have thing. to talk to Colin about this. I don't know how that's this great. hasn't come up. Like Amanda thinks I'm insane, but yeah. there's some nights where I'll spend hours <laughs> binge watching to catch a predator highlights. It is so dude. Wild. I know the names of like the top predators, Jesus. like the most famous episodes. Yeah, and some of them have like nicknames. Like there's one who's called uh, the Undertaker because he wore like an outfit with the hat, like the Undertaker. <laughs> Uh, there's another one called the Mickey Mouse Predator because his voice sounded like Mickey Mouse. Jeez. <laughs> and so, like, I know all the references. There's one dude I know his Fan real name, Jeff Sokol. <laughs> like, oh. I know their names. Like, they're all famous. That's so and there's wild. a community. It, you'll see the comments, and they have the best jokes ever. Like, I see people in comment sections on To Catch a Predator videos yeah. should try stand up. Most of them <laughs> would kill. That's like, these jokes are great. Um, there was this one. Uh, pedophile he got pizza for the decoy and uh the pizza shop that he got it from got flooded with reviews oh 
from To Catch a Predator fans. Yeah. But they were nice. They all <laughs> left they all left five star reviews. Funny. But all the comments are roasting this predator. Uh fun. And like yeah, I was going to meet this 13-year-old, uh, so I decided to grab an orange juice and a pizza from this restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and like, five stars. Nice. <laughs> I would have just left one that said, like, yeah, my kids love this. <laughs> I, I, I ordered the sausage. Um, yeah, I think now that I know enough, I do think it'd be partially my fault. Yes. <laughs> I think it would be. It'd be partially my fault. I don't think it's, like, going to be the main focus of the issue, but... <laughs> Yeah, partially my fault. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. nowadays, like in the early 2000s, uh, I think most parents were pretty... My parents warned me... Well, for whatever reason, parents back then thought it was like the internet was for pedophiles. Like exclusively, I felt. Yeah, my parents were not. And yet they still had it in the home. They, my, parents my parents were always like, were like, don't talk to strangers online, blah, 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 blah. And yet... I was making friends with strangers on MySpace constantly. Yeah. Constantly. I remember that, like, NBC came out with stories, and, uh, like, when MySpace was a big thing, it was like, is your kid on MySpace? Well, they've already been raped. (laughs) (laughs) Tom is their friend. And their predator. I was uh, I was never on MySpace. wasn't wasn't allowed to. I was. I mean, that's when I was in middle. I was in middle school. Oh, okay. So I mean. Uh, yeah, because I'm a The vast older. majority of my friends. Yeah, how old are you? 34. 34. Okay, yeah, I'm 29, so five-year yeah. difference. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you were... If I was your age when MySpace was a big thing, I'm sure I would have been on it. It was prime time. But I was uh, I was too young. I was too young. My parents would let me. And then when I was in high school, Facebook got real big, and yeah, I was yeah. on Facebook. But yeah. I heard it was nothing like MySpace. It was not the Wild West that MySpace was. I mean, MySpace... MySpace was complicated. Like, you had to know how to code to be able to use it to begin with. Really? Like, yeah, like, it taught kids HTML, which is kind of cool, in a way. Dude. Like, I knew how to design my own background and embed music players on my page and all sorts of stuff, but it made it so that my parents looked at it, and if they wanted to start their own page to look at mine, they'd uh-huh. have no fucking clue where to start. Where it'd just be like, wait, you're telling me that I have to type in Word and it'll make something happen here, and it's like no, 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 no. So it was pretty complicated to have to, to have to use. Really, but if you were that's a kid, crazy kids learning HTML. Yeah, I, which dude, is I didn't learn HTML till college. Yeah, well, that's why Facebook became so popular is because it was so much more so user friendly than like MySpace. Was. That makes sense. But MySpace was cool because it was customizable, hence the MySpace sort of thing. But yeah, then it's Facebook, really a, their like whole a thing time was, capsule. Oh. It, you can still find people's profiles. Yeah, mine's on still MySpace. up there. I think you can still read my shitty poetry from when I was in high school, <laughs> bitching about my girlfriend breaking up with me or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's all still on there. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> I remember I saw a Facebook post recently. Of, well, it was like a snapshot of someone's Twitter. Okay. Like it would be really cool if like you clicked on someone's profile and like their favorite songs playing. And someone comments is like, this bitch has never heard of MySpace. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And you could hack it even, where like for a while I think they only had it, you could embed your favorite song. Mm-hmm. And then people, I mean, it was all HTML, so you could set up a whole playlist and stuff. And it was great. Dude, it was fun. I remember um, when I was in middle school, one of my buddies, he logged on to MySpace on the computer. And I was... Uh, like, no, don't do it because my dad will get mad because it was mm. at my house. Yeah. And uh, we, we weren't allowed to go on MySpace at all. And he's like, oh, it'd be fine. I just want to show you some things on MySpace. Yeah. And 
Uh, he logs into his MySpace, and I'm, like, freaking out. I'm, like, my dad's going to sure. be pissed. Dude, and sure enough, my dad, like, found out. Really? Uh, I mean, I was you didn't know about... I was, like, 12. I didn't know about search history or anything oh, like okay. that. So I was, like... And back then, I think you had to clear, like, the full search history. Yeah. Like, I... now you can be real specific. Like, Google is built to hide your porn. Like, the way uh, that they operate. I w- but back yeah. then, it was, like, clear the whole thing, which is just as suspicious. Where it's, like, hey, yesterday, I typed things in. And yeah, I remember my up. dad was, like... So you were on MySpace? I was like, it wasn't me, it was CJ. Like, <laughs> he treated it like pornography, basically. Yeah. No, that was a guy I was like friends with in middle school for like a very brief period of time. And every time I threw him under the bus, like, <laughs> like he, he's lucky we didn't stay friends like through high school because like That's I was funny. a terrible friend. That's so Like funny. one time, so we were really into airsofting. Yeah. Um, like... Not like the airsoft guns that were like spring loaded that you like pump like these were like battery powered oh. like three to four hundred dollar airsoft guns Jeez. that were like full auto hit you in the skin you're gonna bleed yeah like we one day are like playing basketball in our driveway and the neighbor kids across the street they pull up a paintball gun and shoot it at us yeah. and we're like, well fuck we have to retaliate of course so I pull out what looks like a real M4. <laughs> like, it doesn't Jeez. even have an orange tip. Oh, my gosh. And when you put it on full auto, it's pretty loud. Like, oh. And so I'm just... And this is shooting from my driveway to across the street at their yeah. house. And full auto, I'm like... Jeez. And it's, like, spraying their window. Like, I think I put, like, holes in their window and I shot at them. Oh, my gosh. And I know our next-door neighbor saw while I was doing it. What looks like a... 12 year old or something trying yeah, to murder <laughs> creating vietnam war crimes across the street yeah and then um we i tell my dad well we get in like trouble because the neighbor like tells my dad what happened yeah and immediately i was like it was all cj's idea <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah i was always used the opposite for my friends i i was the friend who if my friends wanted to be out late they'd tell their parents well adam brout's going and then their parents would be like well Adam's a good kid. Okay. If, if Adam's going to be there, you can go. But then there was, I remember specifically one time, my buddy Eric, I called up his house and was like, hey, is Eric there? And his mom goes, no, he's hanging out with you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I just wasn't sure if he'd already left to go meet up. Sounds good. And then later I talked to him and I was like, what the fuck? What, what happened? <laughs> and he was like, oh, I wanted to hang out with this other person, but she doesn't like me hanging out with them. So I said I was hanging out with you. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But could you invite me? Whew, could you just invite me next time instead? <laughs> Which is, I think, the saddest sentence to be like, you don't have to just use me as an excuse. You can also just have me be there if that's all it takes just responded to a text from amanda these macbooks are incredible it just goes to yeah it's nice blow my brain <laughs> um well yeah i was kind of that kid i only hung out with like mormon kids oh, though, yeah. so i never experienced that everyone mm. i don't know even I, in mormon kids i was one of the good kids yeah i was yeah. like uh like at school i knew how to like keep my social level at like the right spot mm. Like, I didn't hang out with, like, a lot of the kids outside of school. Oh, yeah. Um, like, Clayton, who, you know, I hung out with him, like, a handful of times. Uh, but, like, he was wild, like, doing all sorts of drugs and yeah. home burglaries and stuff in high school. Clayton's the CJ of, of what used to be. You're, like, throwing him under the bus. 
No, uh, Clayton did not do a home burglary, but I remember he told me a story that because he was a drug dealer in high school, and uh, he almost got talked into breaking in someone's house to oh. steal some stuff. And we uh, we stayed at someone's house in high school for three days straight um, that we didn't know. Really? Yeah, we just <laughs> threw a party there for three days. It was very fun. It was crazy. Yeah, we just broke in and hung Dude, out. I was slept uh, over. such a straight arrow, like yeah. good kid. Um, but like I played football, so like that kind of put me in with like more popular kids. Mm. So like at lunch, I would sit with all the guys who I played football with because like those were the only people I interacted with at school. Yeah. But like we never hung out outside of school. Mm. So, like, my social level, like, I wasn't, like, a cool kid, but, like, I knew how to not fall in with the dorks. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it was uh, very strategic. But, like, outside of school, I did hang out with the dorks because it was all Mormons who I hung out with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me it was just that my, I don't know if it's my mor- more, not my morals, probably, my decision-making process has always been a bit so based on, like, well, what's the most fun thing to do sort mm-hmm. of sort of answer. And so I think... Like, I was a really good kid, but then there are moments where I didn't think about it as stealing from the yeah. from the place, because I was like, no, it's not stealing, because it's fun. And stealing's bad. <laughs> and I would feel bad if I stole, and I don't feel bad. I feel like I'm having fun, so it must be good. Yeah, still. And uh, breaking into that those people's oh. house and staying at their place for three days, same thing. I was like, yeah, this is really fun. It's not breaking and entering. Because we're having a good time. Dude, this is going to get me back to the thing we were on way back when. Oh, wow. I never got to the point I was making about crashing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Dude, so he gets kicked out of, like, he's like, all right, fuck you, I'm going to leave when yeah. his wife's cheating on him. But okay. he doesn't have a job. I'm going to keep doing med school. Yeah, <laughs> uh, open mics. Yeah. So it's called crashing because every episode he, like, crashes at a different, like, famous comedian's apartment. Gotcha. Because he has nowhere to stay. So, like, the first episode he stays with Artie Lang. Then mm-hmm. he, like, stays... With uh, T.J. Miller, then he stays with Bill Burr, and like every episode, he's crashing somewhere else. Gotcha. Um, but he finally does get a job, and it's at Coldstone, and it's oh. like the most sad, depressing scene in all of television. Nice. Like they make him like sing a song while he's yes. like, "Is that a thing?" That's oh, what yeah. I wanted to ask. Like, that's what it was. Yeah. So that's what this all was leading yes, up to. That. That's so funny. Yeah, they do, and people are sadistic, dude. <laughs> with it, like the amount of people. Who would walk up and just have this shit-eating grin on their face. <laughs> and be like, so if I give you a dollar, you have to sing me a song? And I'll be honest, I was always like, yeah, I know what this job is. I did accept this job. And I do like money. And when you're making seven bucks an hour, the idea of making another dollar that hour is incredible. Yeah. You know? So it was always great. But there were a few times people would come in and they'd be like, I've got ten dollars and ones. You're going to sing me 10 songs if I tip this one at a time? And I'm like, yeah, I'll sing you 10 20-second songs for 10 bucks. Sure. I do not give a shit. But as I like, I don't know how old he is in that show, but as a 30-year-old man, yeah, very sad. Who's like pursuing comedy, and then other comics would show up to the Cold Stone. Yeah. I treated it, I almost treated it as if it was a partial extension of comedy, actually. Really? Yeah, because the whole thing is they sing famous songs but rewrite the lyrics about ice cream so i like weird owled all these different <laughs> songs and if anything i think it was probably weird for some people because the typical ones you'll get when you go to cold stone is you'll get like the the flintstones theme song mm-hmm. uh cold stone you're a cold stone and no, no, no. see i mean you haven't even tipped me but uh 
But we started rewriting songs for like Sublime and Red Hot Chili Peppers and things we listened to. So it's probably kind of weird for people to walk in and put in like some old person who doesn't even know the reference. Or even anybody, and all of a sudden we break out into ice cream themed Led Zeppelin. Like it's just <laughs> probably not what they expected, but it was fun. That's a yeah, that's a wild job. I would. Yeah, I liked it. It was a good time, and people did tip a ton. Really? Yeah, there was a point in time. So it works. The yeah. Singing well, sometimes works. people would feel so bad that they'd be like, "Hey, you don't have to sing." Sort of thing. Like people <laughs> felt like it was demeaning. That is what I would be. Like, oh yeah. I'd be like, "Here's this tip." Or if I went to, cl- I just want it tip because oh, I feel like yeah. I don't want it. The most frequent is definitely the like sadistic sort of mentality, but just second to that was the people who were like, "Look, dude, we're human beings. We all deserve <laughs> love. You don't, you don't have to tip." Well, or sing. dude, I can't get into like corny work stuff. Like yeah. it's so hard for me because like, so I worked at a call center in college, mm. and it was a survey center. Yeah. Have you done anything like that? So we, I've worked with surveys a lot. Okay, yeah. yeah so we did okay, surveys. Cool. We did all the polls for the 2016 elections for, oh. for CNN. Oh, wow. Yeah. We screwed that one up. We were like, <laughs> Hillary by a landslide. Yeah. Like, send it. <laughs> um, but anywho, so we would do those surveys and like we got graded on our job by how many surveys we could, could complete. Because you have to like... Okay. You have to do the surveys at a certain pace to get them done at a certain time. And you have yeah. to like convince people to take these surveys. Mm. Uh, so like they would train us to be aggressive and like oh. talk people in or like I would lie. I'd be like, Hey, I just need one more survey done before I can go home, see my kids. Oh no. Like, please. <laughs> oh, I use that one all the time. Jeez. I use that one. They think you're like an indentured servitude. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh my gosh. Um, but then like they like divided us up into teams and like that time it was like Harry Potter themed. And so, like, the four teams were, like, the four houses from Harry Potter. And like, if you finish a survey, you would yell out, like, your team chant. And I remember I got, like, sat down with, like, my supervisor. And he was like, you've never yelled out the chant. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird that he cared about Yeah, that. I was like, I am good at this job. Just, yeah, just not let me do the job. Part. I That's what I like, the, this team stuff, then it became, like, Avengers. And then, so, like... The Hulk team would yell "Smash" every time they made a survey. That was uh, exhausting. And I was like, "This is the part of the job that makes me want to kill myself." Yeah. Not the job, like Not the that, actual job. The, the stuff fun. that's like it's trying to build morale. Yeah. In a really shitty place. Yeah. Like, that's, let's just live with the reality that we're in. That's like, a huge part of why I just can't do sales. They always have that cheesy shit, and even I mean. Doing sales in general is hard enough for me because I never care enough about a company or yeah. whatever. Because uh, I will always invariably, someone will ask that question that you're selling to where they're like, okay, well, here's my situation. Is that something you guys can do? Or do we, we do we actually need your software or whatever it is? And my answer is always like, I don't know. You'll be the best person to answer that <laughs> question, <laughs> which is not what you're supposed to say. Did you do summer sales? No, thank God, no. Did I signed up for it I got it once. sucked into it. Oh, really? Yeah. I signed up once because I couldn't make rent, and uh, and Living Scriptures said that they would <laughs> give you a $500 advance if you signed up. And so I signed up, got the 500 bucks, paid my rent, because uh, I had to pay for one month until my new student loans would come mm-hmm. in. So I paid that month. And then as soon as it, as soon as my student loans came in, I bailed. I was like, yeah, I'm not going this summer. And then I had to pay them back 500 bucks eventually. But it was nice. 
Wow. <laughs> I, I gamed gamed the gamers. You gamed the, the gamers. Game. Yeah. Living scriptures. Living That's... scriptures. Could have sold Jesus to people. Dude, I... Uh... They pitched it as a secondary mission as well. They were very much so. And isn't Dude, it nice I... that if you're going to sell anything, it's the word of God? And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure Jesus had a lot to say. About, about people profiting, profiting from religion. Of religion. I was going to say, that's a thing I'm not a fan of. Yeah. I like, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, just give it away. There's some aspects of living in Utah yeah. where I see uh, religion uh, monetized. Yeah. And not a fan. Not a fan. I never lived in Utah ever until last year. So oh, like, yeah. I've never really been exposed to it till oh. moving here. That's a different world. Yeah. yeah. It's bizarre. Uh, like there's billboards that like make weird references like to the church. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I feel like okay. it, it used to be even worse. Oh, there, I bet. there used to be so much stuff here about like, if you really love your missionary, send him a package from this company or whatever. And I'm like, that is so guilt ridden, creepy. Yeah, I I hate it. I yeah, hate it. It's gross. That's, it makes me feel icky. Yeah, it's gross. But that is the only way to get blessings. I will. <laughs> I will not support a business that does that. Yeah. Well, or if I do, do you pay your tithing? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like that one. (laughs) That one, there's some perks. Um, (laughs) All right. Next question here. Um, Team Cosby or Team Weinstein? Oh, my God. (laughs) Team Cosby or Team Weinstein. Okay. Cosby has the better snacks. So there's at least that. (laughs) Recently, I was talking with Tanner about, uh, yeah, Tanner Rolf, mutual friend of ours, who's going to put on a monster roast show where everybody's like monsters and stuff. Mm -hmm. Frankenstein, Werewolf Man, Invisible Man, all the classics. But we were talking about how funny it'd be if Bill Cosby was also on one of the (laughs) monsters on the show. Just a bunch of classic monsters plus Bill Cosby. So fun. Uh, Yeah, Bill Cosby's got better snacks. Weinstein can get you an Oscar, though. Yeah, Cosby. None of the women who are victims no, of Cosby got an Oscar. Shit. But there's that. multiple Weinstein victims who got Oscars. Yeah, that's true. Multiple. Oh Jesus. Um. Uh. Let's see. I think. Um. I think. Yeah. I, I think I'm. Team Weinstein for who should be imprisoned first, right? That's what the question is. No, no, it's for who you like more. Uh, (laughs) Trying to twist your question. uh, Whose t-shirt are you going to wear? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I wonder how people would respond to a Puddin' Pops (laughs) t-shirt. If you just wore it, people would be like, you know, right? You know? It is crazy. There's old guys. Bill Cosby's out as well, right? No consequences. There's old people who are like fans of Cosby, like... Clayton's like dad and uncles still big Cosby fans. I mean, they're in their sixties. Um, so because of like the era they were raised in, they're like raised on Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like they've just genuinely believed the whole time. Like, Oh, he didn't do it. The few things, I mean, I haven't heard like a ton of Cosby stand up, but I will say the Cosby stand up that I've heard, it's not necessarily bad, but it, it didn't age super well. Oh. It feels cheesy where it's it. like, don't put any sharp things in your mouth, but the dentist puts a sharp thing in your mouth. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> this sucks so bad. Or the, and then Noah and God's talking to Noah over here. And I'm like, I don't want to hear you do an act out for eight minutes. An eight minute act out? No, thank you. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I have a fun fact. Yeah. The first stand-up I ever saw live 
Bill, Bill Cosby. Cosby. Really? Yeah. Oh, funny. Was he it good? Killed. <laughs> <laughs> Did he put any of the audience to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Only young women. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Only after the show. Yeah. Um, Terrible person. It was... Uh, at BYU Idaho. Really? He came yeah. to BYU Idaho. Came to BYU when Idaho. When was this? 2012. 2012. So this was like This was <laughs> Yeah, this yeah. was getting close to Yeah, when that he was got probably caught. like right at the beginning of people were talking about it a little bit, but yeah. no one had taken action. Yeah. Um he killed sold out like four shows. Of course. In their like small basketball arena that I think if you like fill the seating on the floor, it was like in total like three thousand people. So it sold like like the whole town of Rexburg. Yeah. All the people live in Rexburg and all the students bought a ticket. And mm. so they just put on show night after night. Yeah. And oh, fun story. I uh there's this girl I was dating and I broke up with her the day before the show, but we had tickets. Mm. And both of us were like, well, I'm not, not going to go see Bill Cosby. <laughs> so we went together. Fun. Yeah. Bill Cosby. I also don't like, I mean, this is much more, this is not nearly as offensive as rape, obviously. But I'm also not a fan of all the shit talking that he did about other black stand-ups constantly. Like Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. He yeah. Had like to sh- say about them. Strong OJ vibes. <laughs> of, like OJ style of like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Like that whole sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just like, God. That is so crazy to just throw people under the bus for no reason. You don't have to say well, anything. It was, just keep your mouth shut. He had strong opinions on what was and what wasn't funny. Yeah, and what was moral and what was not moral. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Swearing was not moral. And I think... <laughs> oh, jeez. I think when he gets to heaven, yeah. God's going to be like, well, he didn't swear on stage, so... <laughs> High five. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm going, man, but why, I don't know who raped more people, but uh, both monsters, obviously, but I do love the Lord of the Rings movies. There you go. I mean, if you are going Team Weinstein, I've asked this question with three other comics. Yeah. The first one going with Weinstein. Everyone, the first one? Yeah, everyone else had that comic loyalty. Um, Like, oh, he's our rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. He's just, I I don't love his stuff. It's not my style. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had some good stuff. Um, I loved it when you, I was a kid. Yeah, you got to loved it when I was a kid. And I think going to a live show, like you do see that he's like, oh, he's like actually really good at this. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm not. I'm never gonna say that he's he's not good at like the space he filled in the time that he mm-hmm. was in. But Lord of the Rings is a classic, man. Yeah, that movie will outlive anything. That I like Quinn's good. joke on it. Do you see that one? Yeah, it's like horrible person, but he had an eye for cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So horrific. Did you ever see that video of Weinstein being confronted in like Arizona? No. He was at a he was at a resort there and someone like confronted him shouting at him and I think threw through a fist, like threw a punch. Really? At him, which is dope as hell. It was very cool. <laughs> to just meet him and just be like, You piece of shit, I will personally make you pay for what you did. I'm like, this is rad. This is very cool. But what was wild is there were so many comments that were like uh, well, there was someone who was there who was probably like a bodyguard who was defending him, who was like, hey, man, he's staying here to try to get away from all that stuff, which is like, yeah, that's the problem, <laughs> that he can get away from all that stuff. And then the uh, even in the comments, people were like, physical violence is never okay. And I'm like, yeah, like rape. Right? Yeah, it's not okay. Yeah, it was so weird to hear people be like, you can't punch a rapist. I'm like, you punch a rapist all day. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Beat the shit out of rapists. I don't care. 
Dude, that's what uh, Colin should do. Lure these pedophiles Just... in and then hand them boxing gloves. <laughs> it it oh, is. Dude. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I actually just stole that. There is this YouTube channel that did that, oh, and they geez. forced these pedophiles to box them. Jesus. It was just this huge dude and knocked them out. Oh, my God. That's so evil. That's so evil. Crazy. Well, so I will say, anytime I've seen Colin explain the premise of this thing, people's, like, it, it's it's it should it should be a conundrum that's given to law school students to have to, like, morally decipher it, because people start doing so many flips in their head where they're like, no, it's wrong to put people in a situation like that, but these are literally the worst type of people Mm -hmm. that could exist, but there's a better way to help them. But they did do the worst thing possible, and it's just a trivia game show. And I don't know. I don't... Yeah. I prefer not asking the moral question and more so just... I, I think it's fun to embrace that we're slipping into 1984 <laughs> entertainment for <laughs> out of the horrors of the world. Dude. Uh, yeah. I found a YouTube video where these guys, they get this pedophile and they trap him, right? Mm-hmm. And the decoy is there and they get him into this apartment. And then all these dudes in here are like Russian mobsters. Jeez. <laughs> Scare the shit out of him. Yeah. And make him eat dog food. Or they're going to call the police. Oh, my God. And he eats the dog food. Yeah. And I'm like... So demeaning. Is this okay? (laughs) I don't know. I legit don't know. Because my first... When you asked, when you were like, if your son met up with a pedophile, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd go to jail for that. Like, I'd murder the guy. And I wouldn't feel... Why would I feel bad? Yeah. Absolutely. This is what should happen right now. Yeah. Um, And yet, at the same time, the idea of having someone trapped... And make them eat dog food. I'm like, oh, is that right? And I'm like, well, yeah. Or no. You didn't have to eat the dog food. But there's worse things in jail. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Amanda People just shouldn't reading... rape kids. I feel like that's the easier answer. Have you read the book The Jungle? No. I know so, what it is, though. Yeah, so Amanda had to read that for a class she's taking right now. Oh, okay. And one of the characters, like, his wife gets raped by his boss Jesus. on a regular basis. Or oh he'll, like, God. lose his job if she doesn't Oof. allow herself to be raped by him. Oh, my God. Um, and then when he finds out, he, like, tries to kill the dude, as you would. And Amanda, yeah. like, asked me. She's like, she's down here, so she can hear this. Uh, she might correct <laughs> me if I'm getting the story straight. But yeah. she was like, you would... Like, you know, you can't blame them. Like, because I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, what a piece of shit trying to kill that guy. (laughs) (laughs) You were taking the opposite stance. And then Uh, she was like, well, what would you do if that happened to me? I'm like, I mean, I knew I'm a lunatic. Like, like we have a gun and I'm like, I would find that guy immediately. And it's not like I would just like put a bullet in his head. Like I would, if something, my wife was put in a situation like that. That's horrifying. I know myself well enough yeah that i would make the guy beg for his life for like 30 minutes before i kill him uh did you see the who who was it it was the uh it was the dude that it was the doctor who worked with all who raped all the um the gymnasts that guy oh I, on trial one of the like girls dads stood up and like asked if he could have 20 minutes in a room with him. Yeah. Dude, which is such a funny thing. Dude, to wouldn't it be hilarious? Actually, like, ask a judge not, as though the judge would be like, yeah, sure, that's fine. <laughs> Let's say the judge grants it, you oh, know? And he yeah. doesn't even, like, fight the dude. Yeah. He just rapes him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> oh no. Oh, Justice no. is served. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tit for tat. Oh, jeez. Alright. <laughs> Fun stuff. Alright. This might be the last question because we are uh, getting first. up on time here. Okay. Um, we had a few more left, but all right. So during the Nuremberg trials, yes, uh, should they had put down all the guard dogs used in the concentration camps? <laughs> should the Nazi dogs also be held <laughs> yeah. accountable for what they did? I say yeah. That. I think they got off free. They got off pretty lightly. Yeah. Should you kill dogs? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I say yeah. I say, yeah, kill Nazi dogs. I have a bit about a Nazi dog. Really? Have you ever heard it? No. Oh, I've got a whole bit about Nazi dogs. It sounds like fun. It is fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a fake, it's a fake movie. It's one of the, it's one of the bits that I have had strangers come up to me and be like, I've heard you do comedy about a Nazi dog. So good. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. And to stay loyal to that bit, I'm going to say, fuck the dogs. Absolutely (laughs) kill them. They're Nazis. They're terrible. Uh, plus, it's not even going to be bad because all dogs go to heaven. So isn't it a, isn't it a reward in the end for them anyway? So I uh, sometimes I think my dog's racist because like we have a pretty decent sized TV and he's a toy poodle, so it looks ginormous to him. Mm. And every time basketball is put on, oh, no. he just loses it. Oh, he's no. barking at the TV, freaking out the racist whole time. Dog. But these. Auschwitz dogs, yeah. actual racist dogs. Actual like racist they, dogs. They acted on it. Um, was it? It's like that, I don't know if you've seen on TikTok, that racist turtle. No. Where a dude, I mean racist, but uh, this dude, he, he will put the turtle, he'll line up shoes, mm-hmm. and the turtle never approaches any white shoes, but all the black shoes... He will try to kick the shit out of them every time. He just, like, headbutts them and stuff. And he's even set up, like, mazes where the turtle will go through this maze of white shoes. And then there will be one black shoe somewhere. And he'll, like, stop and back up and just slam into it over and over again. And it's just it's racist turtle, and I don't know why. That's a fun premise. Um, like, the dog being racist. Yeah. Uh, Key and Pill did a sketch about it. Where oh, really? they're, like, walking in the park. And this dog freaks out on them. Mm. And the owner is like, oh, I'm so sorry. And like, super nice. I'm sorry, my dog's racist. (laughs) (laughs) The guy apologizes, but acknowledges. Oh my god. Like, my dog's racist. Like, I'm not, but the dog is super racist. (laughs) Jeez. And then I think at the end of the sketch, the dog is like leading a clan rally. Like, has the hood on and everything. no. Yeah, that dog should be put down. (laughs) Dog should be put down. Yeah, yeah. This is a bad dog. <laughs> bad dog. Bad as it gets. All right, last question. I said the last one was the last one, but uh, this is one that I really like hearing people's answers for. Okay. Um, if you had to nuke one country and wipe it off the map, which one are you picking? Jesus Christ, Drew. <laughs> and why is it Pakistan? What? All right. No, no, no. no. <laughs> if I had to nuke one country, I feel like the easy answer that is uh, not interesting is to say... Antarctica is that technically a country? It's also a continent, right? Which you kill a a handful of a handful of um, scientists. Oh my gosh, what is my answer? Now we're gonna find out what people you really don't like. Oh. Um, Ryan said Bangladesh. 
Bangladesh. And then he got hit up on Instagram by a person from Bangladesh. Really? Who was like, don't you dare? Yeah, he was like, well, stupid name. That's why. Stupid (laughs) name for a country. My first instinct was to say America, and that's going to put me on a watch list. Yeah. Because... Also, that's not a fun answer. It's not a fun answer. A fun answer is like... We are so often the bad guys with all the nukes anyway that I'm like, yeah, but then Russia would take over. Hmm. I mean, you could minimize casualties. Hello? Are you answering... Oh, hi. Thank you. Okay, sweet. We will be over that way. Thank you. Your dog's all ready? My dog is ready. Okay. You're getting him? Just getting him. All right. Well, that's going to be in the podcast. Um, Or I'll edit it out. Let's see. I mean, you could minimize casualties and go for, like, small country is the way I'm thinking as well. Yeah, like Belize. You know what? I got my answer. Argentina. 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 Yeah. Because uh, I lived in Brazil for two years, served a mission for the Mormon I, Church. Really? I really want to go to Argentina. Well, Buenos not, Aires not looks phenomenal. And the number one reason just being their soccer rivals with Brazil. Hey, don't say I never did anything for you, Brazil. <laughs> and then the secondary reason being after we talked about the Nuremberg trials, all the Nazis, like we said, they went, went to Argentina. Argentina. It's a popular place. So yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, Argentina. also, it's definitely the whitest country in South America. There you go. The downside of it, I will say, is that nuking Argentina is a win for the Brits. And that's a bummer. Yeah. That's a bummer. Because uh, they win the Falklands or whatever. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird thinking about that even, that like Great Britain has beef with Argentina. is like a, It's just a weird thing to think about. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that like, in, well I guess for me it was before my lifetime, but like very recently there was a full out war yeah. between them. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. But, uh, but I guess I'm on the British side. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, Argentina. Sorry, your soccer players are too good, and I'm too faithful to Brazil. Well, that's a good answer. I, and there's a lot of people in Argentina, so casualties are through the roof. <laughs> it's true. Buenos Aires is the third largest city in all the Americas, oh, behind really? New York City and Mexico City. Oh, Jesus. So we're just... So it's a bunch... And it is a beautiful place. Yeah, it looks phenomenal, but they do speak Spanish like idiots. Really? Um, yeah, dude. Like, Interesting. Like, you know the word for chicken in Spanish, right? Uh, mm. Pollo. Oh, yeah, yeah. They do double L's and Y's with a sh sound. Mm. So, like, how regular humans say pollo. Yeah. Uh, these dog people down in Argentina, <laughs> they say pocho. Pocho? Yeah. I'm that like, is weird. Vamos a comer pocho. I'm like, what? The two L's for Argentines is a sh sound? Yeah. That's crazy. So, double L's and Y's. So like, and I don't know what the word for chapel is in Portuguese, but in Spanish, capella. okay, in in uh, it's double L's. So in Spanish, it's capilla, hmm. but for Argentine, it's capicha. Capicha, yeah, a hey, capicha, yeah. Vamos here a la capicha. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't like that. You're solidifying my choice. Yeah, so I think you made the right choice. Thank you. They talk like idiots, so they deserve <laughs> everything that's coming their way. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, Argentines. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, that's a fun one. Everyone gives a fun answer on that what one. What have the other answers been? Bangladesh? So, yeah, Bangladesh. Tanner picked Italy for some reason. Italy. Yeah, he's like, they have it too good. <laughs> yeah, they do have it pretty good. And they're wishy-washy in World War II, man. <laughs> they were... Uh, wishy-washy. They might... Like, we... 
we don't look down on Italy as badly as we look down on Germany, but they were definitely not on the right side of history yeah, there. they weren't great. They weren't great. Not that we were super great either. No, like, no. Yeah. The thing was, uh, if we lost World War II, we would have had our own Nuremberg trials in yeah. our direction because there were so many atrocities committed both oh, sides yeah. during the war. I learned, uh, I mean, this was a while back, but and I haven't looked into it a ton, but this was from... Uh, so it seemed like a good source, so who knows? But um, apparently Nazis got the idea for gassing the Jews from America's treatment of Mexicans. Isn't that horrific? It's horrifying, but also Dude, not I never surprising. Knew it's one of those things. We were so awesome. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was one of those things that when I heard, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course that's what happened. Like it's, no, I think it's a super naive way to view history if you're looking at like World War II and be like, Nazi is just evil. Yeah. And then be like, absolute all bad. And then everything that Britain and the U.S. did, all good. Yeah. Uh, like, there's just so much, like, nuance. And in a war, just so many atrocities committed on yeah. both sides that it's and just. There was a huge ugly. Nazi presence here in the, in the United States. Yeah. And for so long, we were like, well, it feels like we make more money by staying out of it. <laughs> and people were like, yeah, but Jews are dying. And they're like, right. <laughs> but they don't make us money. So. Now they do. <laughs> now they do and that's why we intervened yeah that's why we intervened we got them to come over here yeah they built us beautiful banks <laughs> just awful anyway <laughs> well fun stuff well I guess we'll wrap it up there dude thanks cool. a ton for doing this it was fun thanks I you liked your answers so phew have some good tic-tacs to make out of it or tiktoks whatever the kids call it <laughs> <laughs> you're fired <laughs> Perfect. All right, see ya. Good, good, good.